Hi, this is Jackie Edelman, and I'm here with Kate Lebron for our podcast, The Cold Take. On The Cold Take, we write letter essays to each other, and then we read them, and then we talk about them. This week's topic is grapefruit. Yep. You would think that our, our topic for the week was uh, stripes, because we're wearing stripes today, but no. We are. After all that time last week being like, we don't own a lot of stripes. Here we both are, independently wearing stripes. We're wearing stripes. I can't explain it. No. No. It's just magic. Yeah, uh, yeah. opened that a little punchier than I intended, because we were just talking about geriatric millennials as a concept, and boy howdy. I think it's funny, like, they want to, like, divvy it all up, and then it's like, what am I, like, a middle millennial? Just, like, a totally average millennial? (laughs) Right. Just like, wow, why? I was not, like, this phlegmy before we started recording. Um, Yeah, what? Am I also, because I'm, okay, I'm like two, no, what was the cutoff? 85? 85, so you're not geriatric yet. No, I'm like three, almost four years off from being geriatric. And I am seven years off from being geriatric, so what, what am I? Right. Is that like pre-geriatric? Is that like post-young? <laughs> it's, it's a middle-aged millennial, a mid-millennial. Right. It's like, why are we getting so granular about these generations when there is a, like, perfectly organized set of, like, very granular thing called the age you are? And we could just go with that. No, it has to be geriatric millennial. And then, like, (laughs) zennials or, like, cuspers or whatever. Zennials. Every time I see that word, I'm like, is that, like, a a perennial? I know, or, like, a zinnia. Yes, that's what it is. I'm like, it's a perennial zinnia. It's a zennial. A zennial. I have yeah. I have a zinnia in a I have some flowers on my desk and one of them is a zinnia. They're perfectly nice. Oh. That's sorry, I'm rearranging. I've got I'm not gonna eat on the podcast, don't worry, people, but I have like half a banana bread right here and like a mug of tea all on the floor of my closet next to my many shoes that I'm not wearing anymore. Ooh, is that iced tea? It's a cold brew coffee where the ice has melted nice what a good look yeah um it's a nitro cold brew which i'm just gonna be honest i don't understand me neither thank god you said that like we got them in cans and i'm like i just don't like yeah okay wait okay wait i still don't know what it means but i know from nitro beer that there's something about like when you open the tab it activates something well my coffee is active yes (laughs) I'll just let that sit there because I know I'm team scatological humor and you're not. (laughs) I quit. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Please don't quit. I don't actually quit. I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh my God. On the topic of all my shoes over here and and honestly speaking of geriatric millennials. So the other day I went to Walgreens for the first time since, like, all this kicked off, and it was just, like, the best experience of my life. I genuinely, like, it put such a happy smile on my face for the rest of the day, because I went in to get, like, like sensitive tooth mouthwash, <laughs> which, again, geriatric millennial, um, and uh, I so I went in with, like, a sole purpose, And then once I was in there, I remembered that 
there could be other things there that I would need or want to buy, which is like not something I've experienced at all in this year and so I was like oh my god so I had like a little target moment in Walgreens where I was like and I will get this and I will get this and I will get that so I went in for the mouthwash and I came out with I actually like put some stuff back on the shelves because I was like no no but I came out with mouthwash uh sunscreen because I asked for sunscreen advice from people recently and um yellow nail polish and like a backup black nail polish Ooh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I have follow-up questions. What brand of sunscreen did you go with? Um, I went with, oh God, Neutrogena, um, like lightweight, uh, whatever. Because I was looking, I think I talked about this on the podcast. Yes, that, exactly that, that one. Ultra sheer dry touch sunscreen. I love it. Lightweight, clean yep. feel. Yep. 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 I'm obsessed. I love it. That makes me so happy because, like, I was like, really what I want is what Katie uses. <laughs> but then when my dermatologist friend got on the thing, she was like, this is what I recommend to my patients. And I looked at it and I was like, that looks like exactly what I'm asking for. Because what I wanted was something that, like, would not have, like, the oily residue on your face for, like, hours and hours and hours that could be, like, a daily sunscreen as opposed to a, like I am going on a hike with a purpose sunscreen yeah I just got my mom just got me a new one that's a mineral one that I like oh yeah but I, I've sort of been alternating but what I like about this one that we now maybe both have is I feel like it kind of oddly gives you a little bit of like a glow without being oily yeah yeah good, you know? totally I have a mineral sunscreen I've heard, I also learned on my Facebook advice giving thing that like the technology on them has changed, which is good because my mineral sunscreen from like five years ago really does make my face like chalky white because it's just like zinc. Yeah. And it works, obviously, but it's not the like cute patio face (laughs) I'm aiming for with this purchase. (laughs) No, but no, I mean, the new mineral one that my mom got does not do the like chalk nice thing um that said i am a very pale person so would we know if it did yeah that's why i was like i want Cade's sunscreen because i before i met you i was the pale person i was the pale friend now i am the pale friend yes one time it's very good uh one time in high school uh i got a ride home from the sat's from a classmate's dad and uh also side note this classmate's dad was like a very famous actor i'll tell you after okay but so anyway, we're like in his minivan and he's like driving home and he like keeps looking in the rearview mirror like at me and i'm like quiet and, and then he just goes, like why is jude law it's not jude law why is jude law staring at me and he was just like i've never seen a person as pale as you Good times for me. <clears throat> that's amazing. Yeah. That's also very like that just took me right back to middle school. It's like, yes, and I'm tall and pale. Are you gonna start a federal case over it? <laughs> Don't we miss people's dads commenting on our appearance when we were teenage girls? So, so miss it. Not remotely. <laughs> um 
so okay so i start i realized i said speaking of shoes and then told the story about walgreens but my main point was i put on non like walking shoes for the first time to like do an activity that wasn't like going to the dentist and so like i put them on walked down the stairs to my car got in my car drove to walgreens walked around walgreens got back in the car drove back here and my knee hurt for like 12 hours afterwards and i was like oh no i need to retrain myself on how to wear converse <laughs> i'm like i i had a similar experience with messing up my knee somehow how taking a walk i don't know yeah but like are we old is it the pandemic i don't know i don't know I, it's so weird. I'm like, do I need to get like arch support for my con? Oh, probably. Everyone listening, if you have Converse, very few people. My mom's feet are flat like a Converse. She can wear Converse for hours on end. Most people can't do that. So, you know, Kamala Harris wears Converse everywhere. And I'm always just like, I feel like the news frames it as like, oh, for comfort. And I'm like, have you ever worn this shoe? <laughs> right. Right. It's like, yeah, if your comparison is like high heels, then yes, absolutely. But if your comparison is like uh, Birkenstocks, then no. <laughs> no. Also, uh, what brand of nail polish did you get? Um, Essie, my mm. favorite. Did you get, okay, did you get the new like Expressy or did you get the regular Essie? I got the regular Essie because I'm sort of, I have, I have one like nail polish bottle that I bought and didn't realize it was like gel. So since then, I've been very like, stick with what you know. I just got one of their Expressies and I really like the color, but it chips like immediately. Oh, okay, good. I don't want that. Because what I like about Essie is like, it's a cheap nail polish that does not chip. Yeah, but then this, that's why, okay, but I hate waiting for nail polish to dry, and I always, like, manage to, like, scuff it or smear it or whatever in the process. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll get this expressy thing. No. It chips immediately. No. That is so sad. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. My version of that is, like, I always think I want shimmery nail polish, mm -hmm. but you have to put on multiple coats, and I never have the patience for multiple coats. That is true. Is your yellow one just, like, is it matte, or is it, like... It's matte. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, like, glossy, but it's, like, opaque. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the shimmery. I feel like you can do the one-coat shimmer, and the, that was, like, a trend for a bit of, like, the jelly nails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it always kind of makes me uncomfortable, where I'm, like, the nail polish is supposed yeah. to be opaque. Totally. I'm, like, oh, this way you can see, like when I got Old Bay under my nails while eating whatever, like. It's <laughs> a very mid-Atlantic problem, Jackie. I know. I'm just like, I was going to say dirt, and then I'm like, Old Bay sounds better than dirt. It's all those but looks the same. It's all those Maryland blue, uh, blue crabs out there. Exactly. Shout out to the Maryland blue crab listeners. Um, okay, I'm going to read my letter about grapefruits. <laughs> okay. Dear Cade, you know those grapefruit spoons? The ones that on paper sound a lot like sporks, a spoon with a stabbing edge, but in reality they're more like spives because the edge doesn't have tines, it has a serrated tip. Anyway, as a kid I was fascinated with these spoons. 
My parents would set them out beside their breakfast plates during grapefruit season, whenever that is, and I knew the kitchen was about to smell amazing. I wasn't big on citrus as a very picky kid, but I loved the look of a halved open grapefruit, and when my parents went in on them with these spoons, a fine grapefruit mist would rise into the air. I don't know whether it's a popular perception, this perception I have that grapefruits are fancier than other citrus, but I definitely feel that way. Probably it's because they have this designated piece of cutlery, like a soup spoon or a pair of silver ice tongs or a teeny butter knife, something that came in the place setting silver my grandmother took me to buy when I was really, really young. These days, mom can't eat grapefruit because of how it interacts with the medication she takes, though she said to me more than once that when she turns 80, she's going to say fuck it and start eating grapefruit again. The grapefruit around the house now mainly takes the form of grapefruit-flavored seltzer, the superior flavor in nearly every case. Drinking the grapefruit seltzer is always some kind of treat, no matter how many cans I've consumed and recycled over the course of this pandemic. Periodically, mom even has one, though for a long time she avoided them. Then we read the can, and yeah, it's unclear just how much actual grapefruit is in there. It's like a suggestion of grapefruit, a gentle breeze of a vibe of grapefruit. Last summer, during one of those midday midweek walks where the students were gone and the town felt empty and hot, I was walking through a neighborhood when I saw a box sitting at the base of a tree on the road verge. Free, the sign said, overordered. I looked inside and it was full of perfectly round grapefruit. Now, this was at the stage of the pandemic when I wasn't touching a lot of things. Like, I probably could have seen a $20 bill on the ground and thought about leaving it behind, but these grapefruits were too good to pass up. I put two of them in my bag, which I was still carrying around, needlessly, at the time, and brought them home. Dad ate one using one of those spoons, and I squeezed the juice of the other into a glass of kava. Do I think grapefruit is fancy because of the way we because the way we eat them is so fancy? I know there are people who ate, who eat grapefruit on the go, like oranges or clementines, but I think even if I wanted to do that, I might hold back. There's just something about half a grapefruit in a bowl, like it's just a fruit, but also in the moment of eating it, you become a little more special. Love, Jackie. <laughs> I love this. I feel like um, I agree with everything that you said. Um, yep. Man. Have you ever eaten a grapefruit, like, with your hands? Like, no. Sections? No. I mean, I feel like, okay, even eating oranges that way, like, annoys me because your hands get all juicy. Totally. But, like, grapefruit, yep. I appreciate there's, like, a process that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I have not ever done that. Also, uh, what was I going to say? I think... I feel like grapefruits are like perceived as fancy, but it's like they're not expensive. What are they like? A, a no. <laughs> what could it cost? Ten dollars? I don't know why I would do this to myself. How much? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Let's say a dollar. Let's, let's just posit that a grapefruit costs between one and three dollars. Yes. Which, like, okay, so a lime you can get for, like, 50 cents. So it is, like, more mm. expensive than that. But it's not, like, a luxury item. No. And it's bigger than a lime. It is. And you're more likely to eat it. <laughs> I also feel like, like, grapefruits and avocados seem sort of similar to me in that way. Where it's, like, yes, an avocado, depending on what grocery store you go to and the current price and, like, whether you can get it in a bag or not, it's, like, between $1 and $3. And yet, for, like, mm -hmm. millennials, it's the avocado toast that will kill you, you know? Yeah. Financial. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 
Oh my God. Speaking of kill you, I Googled grapefruit just to like jog my thoughts. And the three, the top three hits were do grapefruits kill you? Um, why are grapefruits bad? And <laughs> are grapefruits an aphrodisiac? <laughs> and the answers to the first two were the same, which are like, you've probably heard about this medication interaction. <laughs> and the third one was like, no. <laughs> There are a lot of medications that interact with grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. Like, again, I am not a scientist, nor do I claim to be one. Um, And I'm not questioning the fact that it interacts with grapefruits, because, like, obviously it does. But it's just fascinating to me that, like, it's a citrus, and there are a lot of other citruses, but this is the one. Yeah, I also think it's funny, like, because I have been on medications that interact with grapefruit, and, like... I've had family members and stuff on medications that interact with grapefruit. And it's funny how, like, we all do this thing that, like, your mom is doing, too, of, like, how much grapefruit is in this and can I have it safely? When it's, like, unless you're eating, like, a whole grapefruit, it's probably not enough to interact. Totally. Or, like, drinking pure, like, yeah. 100% grapefruit juice. Completely. But, like, if you have, like, a mixed yeah. juice or, like, a grapefruit seltzer or, like, a grapefruit-flavored cocktail, like, you're probably fine. Yeah, I would think so. But again, I'm not her thing. I feel like, oh yeah, totally. I don't know right. any of this. I don't know either. But I'm like vehemently agreeing with you, especially because like I think like from my mom's perspective, not to project onto her, but I feel like this is in line. Like it makes me think of one of my cousins when she was um, pregnant. Her doctor was like, you know, actually, you can have like one glass of wine per week, and my cousin was like, no. Like, because I know I'm, like, all or nothing. Like, so I will be having none. Um, And I feel like that's how my mom is with grapefruit. She's like, I love grapefruit so much that if I, like, even compromise at all, the next thing I know, I will be eating, like, six grapefruits. (laughs) That's actually, that's really fair because I feel like that's how I am with sugar where it's, like, yes, I could probably have, like, a bite, like, a taste of someone's ice cream to see what it tastes like, but then I would absolutely want, like, a whole cake immediately. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Or it's like, no, better not, better to just keep that in the box and come back to it when you're 80. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard the same thing about, like, sushi when you're pregnant, but I feel like since you have to then, I've heard, like, you have to keep track of how much you would eat of sushi, then it's like, well, that sounds annoying. Might as well just skip it. Totally. I know. It's like, if I, if I have to do math, I'm not interested. <laughs> I was accused of liking math last week, so. I, oh, that's okay. I, solidarity, because I was falling asleep the other night, and I had this idle thought. If Okay, if you're listening to this, and you hear this, and then you see me tweet it like it just happened in a couple weeks, it's because it's been sitting in my drafts. Don't at me. Um but the other night I was going to bed and I had this thought, which was like, if I could do it all again, I would let myself enjoy math more. <laughs> and then I was like, go to bed. That is a late, that, no, you're, this, you're going crazy now. <laughs> Actually, I really did like math until like I had some bad high school math teachers. So yeah, I didn't mind it until the same. Yeah, it's, it's all the bad high school math teachers. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think this is actually linked to all or nothing, because I'm surprised I'm related to both those people. So I'm like, yeah, 
if I don't love it, then I hate it, right? Yeah. And I'm not good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it either is in my wheelhouse or it's not. Yes. Also, like... Learning something gradually? What? No. 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 It's like, I feel kind of that way with, like, languages, sadly, too, where it's like, if I'm not, like, immediately taking to it like a fish in water, like, it will just simply never happen for me. Totally. I feel like you and I are, like, like, that's underlined with both of us because it's like yeah we had these abroad experiences where you just it was like sink or swim you just like had to learn the language yeah and which is like traumatic but it works (laughs) also this is all just perfectionism isn't it it is it is i know it's like god damn it we should just like rename this like the dealing with our own perfectionism podcast completely yeah the coldest take the coldest right everyone who's ever met us is like yes and and it's like no this is a huge revelation this is like the number one revelation of a year of revelations like i know it's like this is what we're like processing actively no this (laughs) other people would be like this has been you forever right it's like you didn't know (laughs) no okay have you ever had like, what is it called? Like a pomelo? That's a type of citrus, right? It is. And I don't think I've had one. I don't think I have either. But I just was sort of like, when you were talking about like, is grapefruit like the fanciest citrus in your letter? I was just kind of like, that's a great question. I, don't, I feel like I don't yeah. know enough about citruses. Me neither. Or like a Yeah. Orange. And I'm sort of like, there's probably citruses out there that I've never heard of. And people listening are like, um... What about the blah? Um, this is going to be like a hideously Wesleyan sounding thing, but the Wesleyan dining hall one year had a day of exploring citrus. <laughs> and they had all these different citrus fruits like sliced up and you could take all the different citruses and go like try them. And I was like fascinated by this. Other people just kind of like walked by it like it wasn't happening or maybe took like one citrus. And I was like, I will try every citrus. Yes. Yes. Many of them, I don't remember what they were, but I, like, they had bergamot, Mm. and it was like eating Earl Grey. Wow. Yeah. I like Earl, I love Earl Grey, but that would be quite something. It was so weird, because it's like, you think, it's like, you know, you drink Earl Grey and you never eat bergamot and you're like, this is the taste of Earl Grey. And then you taste the bergamot and you're like, what? This is a fruit. I don't understand. Totally. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I know like, I don't, again, I don't know if I know them for real or if I've just heard of them on the internet, but I'm like, I know people who don't like Earl Grey and they're like, it's because of the bergamot. And when I heard that, I was like, what is the, like, I can taste if they put lavender in it, but otherwise it's just Earl Grey. But now I know. Huh. Earl Grey. Interesting. Bergamot. Why? It's just bergamot. Bergamot tea. Well, I think it's like, it's black tea flavored with bergamot, but like you can't really, Mm -hmm. the black tea flavor is like not so intense. No, it's just like, wow, this is blowing my mind a little bit because it's just like what I thought I knew. I feel like there's so many experts who could listen to this and be like, I have an issue with you on like a medical front, on a front of like citruses and teas. <laughs> or like, Yeah, I feel like 
This is definitely an expose your ignorance episode, but thankfully I feel comfortable being ignorant about many of these things. I know. It's like how sunscreen works. I don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. Seems like it could fluctuate. Question mark? (laughs) Question mark? Yeah. Have you had a kumquat? Yes, but not in a while. I forget what they taste like. They, I mean, me too, because it has also been a while for me. In my memory, they just tasted like a tangerine slice, but like maybe a little more concentrated and like sour. Also, sweet sour, like them all. Can I just like admit to the listeners that the way we chose this topic is I was like, Jackie, are there any fruits that you like? And then we settled on grapefruit. (laughs) Yes. Which is how we ended up here. (laughs) completely yeah 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 um do you want to read your letter for maximum grapefruit concentration yes and like lack of serious grapefruit knowledge let's do it um yes let's lean in dear jackie yesterday my mom accused me of having no connection to this topic because i currently have no grapefruit It's true that for the past two weeks since we decided that this would be our next topic, I have failed to acquire and eat even one grapefruit. I did drink a bunch of grapefruit seltzer last weekend, but it was Polar brand, so it was more like seltzer that had once heard the idea of a grapefruit from a friend than anything truly grapefruit flavored. Most days lately, I wear a grapefruit and ginger flavored lip balm, the result of my quest for a lip balm with SPF, but again, that's not like a super grapefruity experience. Maybe my lack of current grapefruit connection all comes back to my discomfort with the fact that the plural of grapefruit can be either grapefruit or grapefruits. What's up with that anyway? I really hate to be wrong grammar-wise, so sometimes having options makes me uncomfortable. Like, I dread the conversation with an as-yet-unknown avatar of a person, where I'm like, then I went to the store and bought some grapefruits. And they're like, well, actually, the plural of grapefruit is just grapefruit. And then what, Jackie? Do I have to well actually them right back? Well, actually, either usage is correct. Better just not to go down that path. This is the sort of thing I would panic about when I was living in Spain and very slowly learning Spanish. I'd imagine conversations with strangers that were super unlikely to happen and yet seemed like they could. Like a stranger asking me what kind of sandwich I prefer, and then I'd try to run through this conversation in my head so that I'd know what to say when the time came and not make any hideous grammar errors. No stranger in Spain ever demanded to know my sandwich preferences, but you know, better to be prepared, I guess. If I were to have a grapefruit or several grapefruits, plural, in my house, here are some things I might do with it. One, grapefruit just with salt. This is incredible, plus also my grandma and I discovered last night that we both eat grapefruit this way. Two, grapefruit with salt and honey. Great if you're intimidated by the sourness of a grapefruit. Three, grapefruit with salt plus honey plus olive oil. A really next level breakfast, feels fancy but takes one minute to prepare, 10 out of 10. Four, grapefruit roasted in maple syrup. This is my spinoff of a New York Times recipe for roasted grapefruit that uses sugar. But if you're not a refined sugar person, you can just as easily do this with maple syrup. Basically, you just heat up the syrup in a skillet for a few minutes, don't let it burn, and then add the grapefruit halves and turn off the heat. Let the grapefruit kind of caramelize a bit, and then you can serve with fresh mint or salt or both. Five, grapefruit in salad. Basically, you can do the grapefruit with salt plus honey plus olive oil, but also add some leaves. Look at that. You're extra fancy now. This has caused me to remember that time we did a cooking guide. That was really fun. Love, Cade. I love this. Grapefruit with salt. Right? 
That sounds so good. I've never had it. Um, I think, I don't remember where I got the idea, but I think it kind of came from, um, I had a friend when I was younger who was from Italy and her mom would eat lemon with salt and would just like eat that as a snack. And I was like intimidated by that. But then I feel like in like college or grad school, I was like, what about grapefruit with salt? It's really good. Yeah. That sounds so good. Again, this is exposing my ignorance, but I'm like, is part of what it does, like, what salt does in chocolate where, like, makes the sweetness, like, more... Ooh, maybe. That's, like... Brings it out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the flavors kind of, like, do stuff to make it taste good. <laughs> I just... Listeners, you can't see that when Kate started, like, trailing off, I started kind of, like, dancing because I was like... I know exactly what you mean, and I can't find the word either. <laughs> Look, do stuff to make it taste good. Yes, they complement each other. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's like a word. Yeah. Got there. Got somewhere. You know what's funny? Oh, Again, we yeah. have degrees in words. I think about this constantly. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, we have two degrees in words. Oh, I mean, luckily my first one is just in politics, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> that could go either way. <laughs> Oy vey. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I went off on like a recipe kick of grapefruits, but none of these are. I know this is good. I think the grapefruit with salt plus honey plus olive oil sounds like something that I would get at a restaurant. That's what I would do in grad school when I was really sad. That is a good combo for when you're sad. I feel like in grad school, I would do like these like affordable but like fancy seeming things like mm-hmm. avocado toast or this grapefruit thing were sort of some of my big like depression foods because then it's like mm-hmm. I'm not just sad I'm sad and I'm eating something fancy yeah oh god I we really should have combined forces my depression foods were uh white shell mac and cheese which I there's nothing wrong with that I still eat that yep. that's great um and then just like Milano's. <laughs> we should have like had a dinner party with all of these things. Totally. I mean, also nothing wrong with Milano's, but right, it's like the spirit in which you eat anything. <laughs> this is all. This is like great snack food. I know. I also remember when we good shit when we could record in person and we did our avocado toast recording and I brought avocado toast. Yes, to the library. Why did we record in the library? I don't. Was my internet down? Maybe. Yeah baby (laughs) but like I remember it was like we either reserved a conference room or like snuck into a conference room yeah we were like eating and then got really salty talking about like how people underestimated our students how dare they I know remember also when we used to day drink while we did this (laughs) no I I can't that is something the pandemic has taken from me, is the ability to day drink. Like, it's not... Thank God! I mean, because it easily could have gone in the other direction. Um, <laughs> but, like, one one sip of anything before five, and I'm like, nah, I'm just, like, napping for the rest of the day. <laughs> Kevin and I went to, like, a um, like an apple orchard that had, like, a cider thing and stuff. This was, like, last year in the fall. And, like, it was a weekend, and I had, like, half of a hard seltzer, and then we got home, and I was like, what's happening? Like, I need to lie down. <laughs> like, took a nap like, for, like, an hour. Oh, my God. The, like, right. It's, like, the ability 
to get anything done afterwards, no matter how little you had, is just gone. No, I feel like in grad school we used to like we'd like record the podcast. We've ha- we'd have like a glass of wine. Then we'd like go on a walk and pick up dinner and stay up chatting. Yes. Like, where'd we have all that energy? I don't know. Where'd it come from? Where did it go? Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I saw a TikTok that was like talking about the origins of Cotton Eye Joe, and it was upsetting. Oh no, I'm sure. I mean, it doesn't sound great. Just on a gut level, it seems suspicious. Turns out it is. It is suspicious. Uh huh. Me. I mean, yeah, that's sad for me too because that song is the cornerstone of many like early college weird dance related interactions oh for me it was middle school we learned like all these line dances and one of them was to cotton eyed joe and that one was my favorite because and again this is like a past life but it was my favorite because you're just like jumping the whole time which now if you asked me to jump for like three straight minutes i would be like hell no no it's like have you are you out of your mind again i need a nap just thinking about it right yeah no again like i start flailing around dancing in my own apartment i like throw out my arm so we love aging we love it but somehow we are not geriatric millennials go figure um okay wait i love this like okay i love that we independently started talking about like language and perfectionism and then you read this letter and but i really identify with that like coming up with especially in the language you're learning or like literally just the other day i was like oh no i've lost a lot of french what if i go back to france at some point and someone asks me like specific question and so then i was running through how to answer like where's the louvre how do you get there like I know. And like, I was, I was thinking about that in terms of like, I feel like my Spanish is at the point where I could ask for directions, but would I comprehend them when they came back? And that's like frightening. Totally. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh no, I have to do something about this. I was coasting along on like, wow, now I'm in the fun zone of like knowing it, but not knowing it well. And I think I like dipped below that. And so I need to regain some French. I was thinking about trying Duolingo. Me too. I tried it once and I think I stopped because it was like, because I wasn't instantly good at it. I was about to come up with like this whole song and dance about why I stopped. And no, it just, that's just what it comes down to. I tried it for French and also stopped because I was not instantly good at it. (laughs) Oh, someone help us. Might have to just learn a skill the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's like, can I parlay this, like, admitting about what a perfectionist I am into, like, the other, like, loophole where it's like, once I have announced something, I'm, like, somehow holding myself accountable to, like, whatever. Yeah, like, now we're just, we're Duolingo people now. Exactly. Exactly. Because now, now that I've admitted that I'm a perfectionist, people could be like, Jackie, you're such a perfectionist. And I'd be like, I'll show you. I feel like my, like, thing that I've been doing for a few years that, like, is 
probably rooted in perfectionism and weirdness. It's being like, well, obviously the language I'd love to learn is Ukrainian, but like, where would I even do that? And then Kevin was like, there's got to be like a Rosetta Stone, a Rosetta Stone for that. Like you could just do that. And I was like, don't tell, like, what if I'm bad at like, you want me to actually invest time in this skill I say I want to have? Interesting. Totally. Right. Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. Oi. Yep. Oi is right. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say? Grapefruit, it's great. And yeah, I love that it's fancy, but simple. Yeah. Like, these recipes sound amazing. Um, yeah. Oi. Um, do we want to move to recommendations? Let us do that. Um, you go first. Oh, shit. <laughs> fine um my first one is oh, okay have you been following olivia rodrigo i know about her and i have listened to driver's license great um okay so then i'm going to recommend two songs if you've already listened to driver's license I'm going to Ooh, recommend, okay. uh, deja vu but oh. also her new one that just came out like a day or two ago called good for you Oh, uh, so good! So much teen angst and rage. Oh, and yes, I know. I'm like, is it like angry teenage girl summer? I'm like ten years too late for that, right? And yet, are we not all angry teenage girls this summer? Yes, I know. Like people are telling us where to be, where not to be, what we can do. People are being wildly inconsistent about all of these things. We're expected to listen. We're also expected to make our own decisions. Sounds like being a teenage girl. Commitment is meaningless. Sounds like being a teenage girl. Yep. (laughs) Okay, that's my... Oh, and it also has a really good uh, music video, if anyone's bored. Ooh, okay. That's good. Um, Okay, I'm going to not go for my first one. I'll go for my last one. Um, My last recommendation is also a song recommendation. So, uh... For the Pasithea Powder, Molly and I commissioned Molly's friend, well, my friend too at this point, Annie Moriando, to write an original song, and it's called Marianne, and it's now on Spotify, Um, so if you search for it, it's Mary, like Mary, spelled like Mary, space Anne with no E, Um, and uh, Annie's last name is Moriando, which is spelled M-O-R-I-O-N-D-O, and it's so good. It's like, I would say if you like Taylor Swift, you might like this song. Um, but even if you don't like Taylor Swift, the song is a bop. I just added it to my queue. I'm very cool yes. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going back to my list of recommendations. Okay, my second one is, um, are you watching Mayor of Easttown? Not yet, but I totally will. It, um, okay, Kate Winslet, incredible. Um, love her the show very pennsylvania i just like good i am very into the show it is very like bleak and sad and like big trigger warning for like lots of different sad things but um also uh okay so unfortunately this sketch has elon musk in it but oh god the week that elon musk was hosting snl snl did a sketch based on mayor of easttown sketch is called murder Durder. and um it's good, other than that part when Elon Musk comes in at the very end. Cool. That's 
That's good to know. I've want, uh, yeah, I've like usually assiduously on like Sunday morning, I'm like watching the SNL clips on YouTube, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, we watched like half of the episode and whatever. I have a lot of thoughts in regards to like the fact that he came out as having Asperger's, but also made a lot of like ableist jokes about it. Like that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this sketch is unfortunately very good. And also, what was I going to say? So yes, I just think it's kind of funny that I'm like trigger warning on the show for like violence and then trigger warning on the sketch for Elon Musk. Yes. How is her accent? Because I've heard non-Pennsylvania people say it's good. It's pretty good, but it's funny. It's intense. Okay. And it's also one of those things where it's like Kate Winslet has like really committed to the accent and like other people in the town have varying levels of commitment to the accent. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's like when you're watching something set in Boston and here we have like Marky Mark being like, and everyone else is like, so anyway. Um... I feel like there are definitely some other actors on the show who are like yes this accent is a good idea and then there are some who are just kind of like yeah i see where what you're doing with this but i'm just gonna do something else and then also what's his name from american horror story is that what the show is called uh evan peters oh yes yeah he's on the show and like him and kate winslet have like very funny like comedic chemistry oddly in the middle of this like very bleak show so I okay I really need to watch this because Evan Peters scares me in a way that I can't define because I've never watched American Horror Story but whenever I see pictures of him he just has those like dead eyes yes he does have like dead eyes like sort of like I will kill you face yeah sorry sorry to this man (laughs) sorry to this man um Okay, my second recommendation is uh, my parents and I just rewatched all three Lord of the Rings movies this week. And like, none of us are, we'd all watched the movies before and enjoyed them. But like, I would say none of us are like Lord of the Rings fans per se. And so I don't really know like what seized us, but they were so fucking good. <laughs> like, it was just so good. I don't like the music. Wow. Like, Howard Shore did not have to go that hard, but he did, and I really appreciate it. Just, like, good shit, top to bottom. So if it's been a while and you haven't rewatched Lord of the Rings, highly recommend. Damn. I haven't watched it since since they came out, I think, and we would, like, watch them at, like, middle school sleepovers. Oh my god. Yeah. I think this would be a slightly different vibe. <laughs> Less, like, teenage girls screaming about Viggo Mortensen. Yes. Although, if it is gonna be Teen Girl Summer, then... Maybe this is the time. This is the time. Okay. My third recommendation is, um, okay, I feel like it's, like, very funny that I keep bringing different skincare products, like, funny in a sad way, where I'm like, what's happening with me? But uh, (laughs) do you use anything by The Ordinary? No. Okay. So I like The Ordinary because they're, like, pretty good, but very cheap. So Mm -hmm. I got this new, I guess it's, like, kind of like a moisturizer. It's a sort of like cream for your face. I don't really know what the goal of it is, but it's um, <laughs> vitamin C suspension 23% and HA spheres 2%, where the HA I think is like hyaluronic acid. Um, oh. And I feel like it actually 
is much better for my face than the products I was using previously, and it costs five dollars. Ma'am. Yeah. Ma'am. Damn. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Um, and you can get, I like the ordinary, you can get it at like Sephora or Ulta, or I think they have their own website as well. And, uh, it's very cheap. So you can try lots of different things. That's awesome. I feel like you're like a classic example of like, oh, she doesn't need skincare. She has beautiful skin. And then it's like, who's to say it's because she uses skincare maybe, or maybe it's just like gilding the lily. Who's to say, but like, it's that thing of like, if it's working, sometimes people stop and then they realize it was working all along. It was the skincare all along. I think that like, honestly, what's depressing to me about this like new revelation about this $5 cream is that what I was using before is this, because uh, I use it at night. And what I was using before is this uh, Sunday Riley Luna sleeping oil, which costs like oh. 11 times what this little cream costs. Right. Right. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Bad news for past me, good news for future me. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And if this, like, trajectory all, go- like, winds up with us all going back to, like, our grandmother's cold cream routine, then, like, we will have just brought it on ourselves. <laughs> What's your last recommendation? Oh, my God. It's funny. I put off mentioning this one because it didn't match tonally with Olivia Rodrigo and it matches even less well with this, but I'm going for it. So it's the podcast Missing and Murdered Finding Cleo. Have you listened to this? I can't remember. It's it's one of those CBC true crime podcasts that are just like so good and so responsible. And I know, listen, if any Canadians are listening, I know you guys have problems. Believe me, because this podcast really highlights many of them. But uh, your true crime just feels a little bit better. Um, so it's called, like I said, Missing and Murdered, colon, Finding Cleo. And it's about um, uh, a girl who was an Indigenous Canadian and was... Uh, adopted out of Canada to the U.S. and then died and her living siblings like decades later are trying to find out what happened to her and even like where she her body was buried um and it's incredibly sad um for people in the United States and probably white Canadians it's also like quite an education on Canadian history um and it's so good. It's like probably I would say it's in my like top podcast I've ever listened to at this point. Ooh, I gotta listen to that. I think I think where I've heard of it is I feel like I heard an ad for it on like Someone Knows Something, which is also a CBC podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. Yeah. Also, highly recommend. Just gonna ask since I know you are more of a YA person sometimes than I am. Have you read or watched Shadow and Bone? I, it's okay. What a great question. Cause I have the, the slow answer is the fast answer is I've done neither. Um, but I've been meaning to read these books for like years and now the show is out and I'm like, I need to read the book, but also I want to watch the show. Um, we watch the show. I want to know what you think of it. If you watch it, it's okay. It like hits so many of the like YA fantasy beats and there's a lot of like, I don't. There's a lot of like YA, like too much, too much fantasy jargon stuff. 
uh-huh, uh-huh. at you very quickly, but we did watch the whole thing, so. Okay, okay, okay. I'll uh, maybe investigate and report back. Okay, cool. We can do a, a shadow and bone chat in the future. Exactly. It'll be like, uh, what was it? Oh, it'll be like The Undoing, where like months later I'm like, okay, now I know what you were talking about with your eyebrows about this one. <laughs> we'll just we'll just loop back up on it. Yes. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, listeners, you can uh, find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, CastBox, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher? Stitcher. I, yeah, it's because I went out of order. I'm like, where? Who am I? I love that there's an order. Right. Um, exactly. Oh, and you can also, you can follow us on Twitter at Cold Take Podcast or go to our website, which is coldtake.wordpress.com. Yes. And uh, go eat some grapefruit. Seriously. Yeah. Unless you can't, in which case, that's fine. Do what we gotta do. Bye. Bye. <laughs>